Minister Modi in Washington, what are the big takeaways? Hello and welcome to Worldview at the Hindu with me, Sohasini Heather. People to people, your talent is the segment the talent America now, Prime Minister Modi traveled to the United States for a number of important meetings. Of course, he was also there to address the UN General Assembly, but we're talking about his meetings in Washington, where there was a bilateral meeting with US President Joseph Biden, a delegation level meeting, and a one to one with US Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, meetings with five CEOs of various U.S. companies. And of course, the main highlight or the main invite that Prime Minister Modi received, which was for the first in-person Quad Summit or the Quadrilateral, as it is known in the Indo-Pacific. Now, as a Prime Minister, Mr. Modi has visited the U.S. seven times in seven years, in 2014, 2015, twice in 2016, uh, 2017, and then 2019, and now 2021. He has on these occasions met with three different uh, U.S. presidents, um, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joseph Biden, who he had met when he was vice president as well. Now, the visit was watched particularly closely for a number of firsts. Just look at this list. It was the first, uh, Prime Minister Modi's first big visit abroad, apart from that visit to Bangladesh earlier this year. So in two years, this is really his big, uh, his major visit, uh, COVID impact, of course. It was his first face-to-face -face meeting with President Biden, who was elected last November, although Defense Secretary of the U.S. Austin, Secretary of State Blinken, Climate Change Envoy, John Kerry have all visited Delhi and met with him. It was the first ever in-person Quad Summit, as well as Prime Minister Modi's first meetings with uh, the other leaders of the quadrilateral as well. So with Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who was meant to come to India a few times, has not been able to, he met him. He also met with Yoshihide Suga, the Japanese Prime Minister, who is actually on his way out very soon. He will demit office. So he met him as well. And remember, this was watched particularly closely because just a week ago, the United States announced a very different coalition on the Indo-Pacific called AUKUS, with Australia and the United Kingdom. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a bit. Uh, but back to the list of firsts, it was also Prime Minister Modi's first meeting with Kamala Harris, the first vice president in the United States of Indian extraction, but she's also been someone who's been critical of Modi policy on Kashmir, uh, on the external affairs minister Jai Shankar boycotting a meeting with US Congresswoman Pramila Jaipal over the issue of human rights. Uh, she's been critical over the Delhi riots as well last year. And finally, in that list of firsts, it is the first visit since Prime Minister Modi visited America uh, to hold the Howdy Modi uh, rally in Texas, as well as invited President Trump to India and to Gujarat in particular for the Namaste Trump public rallies. Why were they important? Because they both came in an election year and then the administration changed in the US. So it was a visit also. Uh, to uh, you know, gauge the temperature, meet everyone, make uh, make new friends, as it were. So, what were some of the common themes for all of these meetings? As I said, the meetings with the president, the vice president, the CEOs, 
as well as uh, the Quad Summit and uh, the bilateral meetings with Quad leaders, uh, essentially looked at a number of issues. I'm not going to talk about trade because actually apart from the discussions with the CEOs, trade was not a major issue on any of the agendas for the moment. It might pick up later. Uh, so what was on the agenda? There's the focus on the Indo-Pacific, but of course the need for a free and open Indo-Pacific where international rules-based order is followed was really a common theme in all conversations. There was no direct mention of China actually in this uh, particular visit. Uh, even the tough language that was seen in the Quad ministerial meetings of 2019 uh, has been considerably left out, uh, you know, more or less uh, indicating that the Biden administration may still have its focus on China, may still have its focus on the free and open Indo-Pacific, but it is going to take a more diplomatic tack. Uh, the second big issue was post-COVID recovery, cooperating on countering uh, the coronavirus pandemic, as well as the post-COVID economic recovery. These were important subjects. Uh, Prime Minister Modi was thanked. Uh, for his decision to start exporting vaccines once again from next month. Remember, that was derailed uh, during the second wave of the coronavirus pandemic in India in April. Um, in a particular, there is a plan for the Quad Vaccine Initiative. It was announced earlier this year. Leaders say it's on track. It will see 1 billion Johnson & Johnson, so US-developed uh, vaccines, to be manufactured in India in uh, uh, Hyderabad at a company called Biological E. They will be funded by the United States and distributed in Southeast Asia or the Indo-Pacific region by Japan and Australia, who are also going to make monetary contributions to this. Uh, so this was discussed. However, to some disappointment in India, India's specific demands when it came to COVID and COVID recovery for vaccine indemnities from the United States. Remember, this is holding up any U.S. vaccines being imported into India so far, whether it's Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson & Johnson. Uh, India has also asked for support for this India-South Africa joint proposal at the WTO for a waiver on patent rights for COVID vaccines and for medicines. These didn't find a mention in the Quad statement or the joint statement. Uh, it remains to be seen what these countries actually do when it comes to discussing them at the WTO. Then there was the discussion on the climate change proposals of the future, uh, quad countries in particular, there was specific language on climate change. They agreed to pursue efforts to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. So far, they've committed to 2 degrees at the Paris Climate uh, Summit, but now quad countries saying that they will try for 1.5 degrees, so lowering how much global warming we're going to see, uh, and also to update or communicate NDC ambitions. These are nationally determined contributions for on climate change, uh, and they have determined at the Quad that they will actually discuss these ahead of the climate uh, uh, climate change uh, summit in Glasgow in the UK in November this year, uh, what's going to be called the COP26. Now remember, this was important because this has been a key ask from Mr. John Kerry, who's visited India twice. He wants to see India's plans for 450 gigawatts of renewable energy, as well as specific deadline-based targets uh, for net zero on carbon emissions, as well as ending coal usage for thermal power to be as a part of India's commitment uh, with a deadline to them. Another big issue that was discussed and perhaps uh, is uh, very important given that the Indo-Pacific is getting this focus is also because the US is pulling out of Afghanistan. 
Uh, so human rights there, terrorism concerns, top of the agenda at all the meetings. The language on Afghanistan was probably the strongest part of the joint, both the joint statements. It was discussed by all the leaders. In particular, they spoke of cooperating to implement the UN Security Council Resolutions 2593 that was passed in August, ensuring Afghanistan territory is not used to shelter or train terrorists or to plan or to finance terrorist acts, use of terrorist proxies, as well as cross-border attacks. Uh, now, what is interesting is uh, off-the-record sources in the government have said that the US side was very, very uh, understanding of India's particular concerns of what India called it's the pernicious behavior of Pakistan when it comes to Afghanistan and to the formation of the Taliban government over there. The next big issue, democracy as a common bond. Now, why is this particular formulation there? Because India has always been very sensitive about the US raising democracy, human rights, in India as an issue. But both Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris made a repeated mention of the need for both sides to respect democratic values. Uh, the Prime Minister and the Indian delegation as a result appear to have taken those comments in their stride because there are no specific mentions to events inside India and there were no sharp responses as a, um, as a result. Uh, Ms. Harris ended her press statement by addressing the Prime Minister very directly on what she called defending democratic principles and institutions within our respective countries. Uh, Prime Minister Modi says India and the US had similar values and even invited Ms. Harris and her husband to Delhi, uh, an invitation that they accepted. Overall, what we really saw was a softening of issues over security when it came to the language of the Indo-US, the joint statements, uh, as well as the other meetings that were held both in the bilaterals and in the quad, it seems like global issues like climate change, COVID cooperation, uh, technology, supply chains, all took precedence over the kind of tough language seen in the past when it comes to maritime security, uh, to ensuring uh, the sea lanes stay open in the Indo-Pacific, and to dealing with unilateral hegemonistic acts that are often seen as a counter to uh, China. Now, uh, also significant really has been the storm over the announcement of AUKUS just a week before, because that is a security partnership and quite clearly one that is uh, seeing a common front against China's hegemonistic and unilateral moves in the Indo-Pacific region. It includes a deal for nuclear partnership as well. Uh, and the U.S. had to spend some considerable time assuaging even France's unhappiness over the plans for them to develop those nuclear submarines. Um, this became an issue that India, at least publicly, whatever they might have said in private, Indian officials publicly distanced themselves from AUKUS. Foreign Secretary Harsh Shringla actually saying that AUKUS has no link with the Quad. Um, so what it seemed instead was uh, the attempt during Prime Minister Modi's visit, both in his bilateral as well as multilateral meetings, to soften the language. When it came to trade and those meetings with the CEOs instead, we saw India present a much more uh, conciliatory approach towards bringing in investment, talking about some of the legal challenges, uh, and listening really to the problems that CEOs said they had. Uh, now, that's all we have time for. It's obviously a work in progress and, and a topic that we will keep tracking for you. Uh, each week, I give you very specific book recommendations, but this week, I'm going to take it a little more generally. Because we have, of course, spoken about Indo-US relations, the Indo-Pacific, the Quad in the past as well. 
Uh, so I'll give you a mix of books, really. Uh, the first one being one in which, full disclosure here, uh, I do have a chapter. It's called The New Cold War, Henry Kissinger and the Rise of China. It's edited by Sanjay Baru and Rahul Sharma. And it's a must read, not just about what that event of Kissinger's visit 50 years ago meant uh, then, but what it means today as the world confronts the rise of China. Uh, another book coming out soon in 2022 to watch out for is The Avoidable War, The Dangers of a Catastrophic Conflict Between the US and China. This is by former Australian Prime Minister Kevin Rudd, and it's a counter to a book I had recommended earlier on the Thucydides trap about whether a war was now inevitable between the US and China. Two books on democracies uh, that you would really enjoy. One is called Democracy Rules by Jan, Jan Werner Mueller, a professor at Princeton, who had earlier written What is Populism? Both of those books must read. Uh, also another book called The Light That Failed, Why the West is Losing the Fight for Democracy by uh, Ivan Krastev and Stephen Holmes. Uh, two other books uh, I would like to recommend on Indian foreign policy uh, by two Indian origin authors. One is called Flying Blind, India's Quest for Global Leadership. This is by Mohammad Zishan. It's interesting because um, uh, this, uh, this, this, is, this has come out in the past couple of years, uh, along with another book called Making India Great, The Promise of a Reluctant Global Power by Aparna Pandey. Now, both of these books uh, actually have been featured at the Hindus website. You can hear the podcast. You can see the book reviews as well. Um, and, uh, and we really do hope that you will also contribute to our book recommendations list. So do write in and do join us again on Worldview. That's it for me and the team here. Thanks for watching.